podcasting from sunny and spiritual AF San Diego. This is Nutrition for the Soul, a holistic hub for all my women looking to clear the noise when it comes to their health and well-being. I'm your host, Mia, holistic nutritionist, wellpreneur, and just a girl here to serve and learn with you on this journey. Excuse me. Thanks for listening um, and tuning in today. I have a very special guest um, on today's um, show. I'll introduce him in just a second, but I got this great idea to start drawing cards um, before I um, get into um, each episode. So to really tie into this theme of nutrition for the soul, we're going to get a little bit witchy before each episode. So my intention behind pulling a card was so that um, whoever's listening to this, maybe this message resonates for you. Um, I'm not a tarot card reader or um, a psychic or anything like that, but um, I do use um, oracle cards and angel cards um, very frequently. So I thought I'd tie that in for the rest of the episodes to come. So I drew a card and um, for those of you listening, this is for you. Um, it's a number four and it has a blue purple border and these are correlated to the chakras, this series of cards. It's the Psychic Tarot by John Holland. And uh, the blue indigo color is related to your intuition, your third eye. So that's six chakra center. For those of you who don't know, it's located right between your eyebrows. Um, and anybody can be intuitive and really kind of build that practice of using your intuition and um, listening to your body. That's all what this podcast is about, right? So uh, the card is foundation and achievements. And then I'm going to read the little blurb to you since we don't have the image to show and kind of make messages from it. This card confirms that what you've been building is now firmly established with a strong and solid foundation. You deserve this and it's time for you to harvest the rewards for your efforts. What you sow, you can now reap. Be open to receiving it as you worked hard and have given so much. Allow the universe to give a little back to you. For there has to be an even exchange of giving and receiving in order to prime the pump of gratitude and reinforce the law of attraction. Using the more traditional meaning in tarot, this card represents a period for celebration, peace, and prosperity. It may also imply a marriage or the buying of land or new home. As you enjoy this time of relaxation that you so deserve, know that nothing remains stagnant and the winds of change are always at your door. So I don't know about you, but I felt like this year is really just about laying the foundations to the life that we want. Um, I don't remember the... um, Uh, numerology meaning of this year. I'm pretty sure it's three. I'm not sure though. If you're listening to this, maybe you just got through like really working really hard for something or just maybe the last couple years or couple of months you've um, really been struggling and trying to roll with the punches and now is the time to just um, receive. You've worked really hard. Um, So hopefully that resonates for someone out there. If it does, please be sure to join my Facebook group, Nutrition for the Soul. I always have it linked in the show notes, um, but I like to start little discussions off these things. So if this is someone that this is speaking to or this card speaks to, um, let me know. Okay, so back to today's episode. 
I have my special guest. My special guest is my husband. Ew. <laughs> um, Kevin is a um, Navy veteran. Um, I've posted this on my um, social media, and just this year he um, exited the Navy and he's now going back to school for his degree in athletic training. He's a working personal trainer, and we're both really health and fitness. Um, minded um we always have been before we transferred over careers that was kind of like our deal breaker you'd say in it for the pomp (laughs) um and he's actually really nervous um so (laughs) don't mind him Uh, i told him it's fine like it's literally just us in my office so i don't get why he's nervous i just imagine doing a podcast and you talking to yourself trying to have a conversation it just blows my mind (laughs) (laughs) um but we have a pretty unique topic something that I hear a lot of my clients um, or potential clients kind of worry about before they invest and it's how they get their partner on board with making a health change because when like working with me or a trainer or just not working with anyone and you're kind of like okay I want to make a shift in my healthy eating or to eat healthier and go to the gym but it's kind of hard when my partner's not on board and to me I understand that's why it kind of was like when Kevin and I were dating and looking around that was like kind of the things that we were looking for in one another I think because it just already was ingrained in our lifestyle Mm -hmm. but if you're um both of you and your partner aren't um so active or don't eat as healthy as you'd like to and you're trying to make the change and maybe your partner's not on board. Um, Today we're going to be sharing five tips on creating a healthier or plant-based lifestyle with your partner. Um, I'm going to be speaking from the plant-based perspective, um, but this could also be applied to just making healthy changes and something that we've kind of learned along the years being together. Um, And this can also apply to if you're someone that lives at home with your family or another family member. It doesn't have to be someone of romantic relationship. It just when you're making that shift and you have to kind of uh, delegate meal times and spinning of the groceries and also carving out space to go um, go to the gym and maybe not come home and watch so much TV or wake up earlier while your partner's in bed. There's a lot of sacrifices to be made. So when you have a partner that's totally on board, it makes everything so much easier and um, I highly encourage it to be done jointly or as a household. So we're going to be talking about kind of like um, tips that we found useful and Kevin will kind of give you the male perspective since I, I'm assuming most of my audience is female um, how uh, <laughs> I don't imagine many men listening to this <laughs> um, how do like his perspective of like why these pointers are important and how you can approach your significant other whether that's male or female um, and make it a smoother transition so you ready ready okay so ready So just to give you a little bit of background, like I mentioned, um, we both have always been very health conscious. Um, Kevin probably most of his life, me not until I started losing weight as a teenager, but still at the point that we met, it was already ingrained in our lifestyle. But we've kind of like raised the bar with our health habits. Yes. just being together Um, and um, for those of you who have known me personally or um, have worked with me know that I do not consume dairy and I have not consumed meat for many years 
Um, and those were all changes that I made, um, while being, um, while dating and married to Kevin. And (laughs) so, and all of them pretty early on in our relationship, well, at least giving up meat, I think maybe I ate meat for four or five months and then I decided to go vegetarian. Um, but I still eat fish and egg products just because that's where I feel like I can keep the balance of things. So, um, We've seen these changes. We've gone through these changes together, and then he's kind of adopted some of them on his own and at his own at my own pace. Yeah, and level at level of comfort too, like to where it's sustainable for him. He didn't go all in at once. And uh, um, full disclaimer: I did give up dairy while um, Kevin was deployed. That was the harder of decisions because I knew pretty much all my life I was intolerant. I just didn't face the fact. So. Being alone for that transition was probably a little bit easier because I was around friends that were vegan and um, he wasn't here eating cheese, so I didn't have any of those products in the house, but it's still doable. Um, So, all right, um, let me get into the first tip that we came up with. So the first one is to not force a healthier lifestyle or plant-based eating lifestyle on your partner. and maybe you can share because I think in the beginning I kind of did and no not necessarily (laughs) so at first so at first you kind of informed me I'm going vegetarian I think you started yeah yeah so you you just let me know like hey I'm going vegetarian and I let her know like I have no plans on going vegetarian (laughs) because you talk to anyone from my childhood and and they'll say that I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy just to have like a vegetable on my plate was kind of a an, a, a feat in itself. Um, sorry, this chair is so loud. I'm I getting wish... constant coaching from her right now. Yeah, the I have a little thingy to block the thing, but um, <laughs> if you hear squeaking, it's our chair. I really wish you guys could see our setup. <laughs> it's ghetto. <laughs> um, anyways, go on. Kevin. Yeah, so what I was saying is like just to even have a vegetable plate was a feat in itself i used to i used to gag when i eat peas and i still do so she let me know she was going vegetarian and i was like there's no way i'm doing that and she was cool with that at first but then she would make those little comments of oh hey you know this study when you what you're eating now this study says that and she would keep making them and i would i would tell her like hey there's no (laughs) i love my uh my meat too much so there was no force in me it was more just like kind of little jabs at what I was eating, I would say. And it was kind of difficult at that point too, because like I still eat fish. And so a lot of like our grocery shopping would be divided into like, okay, today we're going to have burgers. So I need to get ground beef for him and then a veggie patty that I like for myself. So um, there was like a separation of mealtimes and I'm thinking back, like, because I was still working a nine to five, and I'm assuming most people do um, at this point. So I want to make these points very relevant because now it's a little bit easier. And when I did uh, join the entrepreneur world, um, separating those meals was still something that we did in the beginning. Um, but I don't ever remember thinking like, oh, I have to take this extra step in cooking a separate meal for me. It was just I figured out a way to like just take the meat. So. I think the easiest step like in going plant-based or just trying to um like incorporate more vegetables would be like making it a point of like adding and versus restriction Mm -hmm. like 
if your partner is like Kevin and doesn't really enjoy vegetables, um, starting slow, like I feel like broccoli is a pretty widely accepted mm-hmm. vegetable or asparagus. Actually, no, I did not eat broccoli at all before. Oh, wow. Dating. I just saw the, the meals that you started making when you went vegetarian and they look good. They ended up having broccoli in them. <laughs> so now I eat broccoli. Um, yeah, so it's just like, and I always say this too with like clients, whether it's like going plant-based or just creating healthier habits is try we always think of like what do I have to get rid of versus like how can I add so much goodness on my plate that like the idea of adding meat and uh whatever dairy there's really no room for it because I have so much veggies packed on here so many plant-based things um uh and that's a way that you could kind of like instead of forcing it and or like making those jabs like I did I don't suggest that that's very fear-based like oh did you know that people die of cancer if they eat meat like (laughs) (laughs) on the spot (laughs) but um so instead of forcing it just like making it a little bit more um friendlier meal time like a meal time that's more friendlier and welcoming of vegetables and like maybe encouraging like oh my god taste this like asparagus that i made that i put olive oil and seasonings like Mm -hmm. don't cook things bland (laughs) we use a ton of seasonings and like we do instead of like salt we usually put like coconut aminos and stuff like that instead of just like and i mean we do use salt with our cooking but we season and flavor things really well so that they taste well uh one thing too when you're trying to have to feed them like little snippets of what you made don't say hey i made this it's vegan and it tastes really good because what i noticed like a little psych uh psychology thing was when she would say i made this and it's totally vegan i would immediately want to be like nope i don't want to try that um, or I would kind of give it a bad rap and it was probably pretty, pretty good. But when she would just say, hey, I made this, try it. Without <laughs> saying it's vegan, they, you're more inclined to try it. So oh, never knew that. <laughs> um, so thank you. Um, okay, so number two kind of goes with number one and not forcing things, but um, creating food boundaries and respecting them of your partner and um, having like a zero judgment zone. So this is something that's just... I've learned and I'm very um, passionate about, I guess, when I like speak with and work with clients and it was something I had to do myself. Um, And that is like not commenting on what is on other people's plates. And not because I feel like, oh, I'm a nutritionist, I can judge. I do not feel like that because I have a very inclusive diet disregarding like my restrictions for health issues, obviously. But um, saying like, oh wow, like you're really going to eat that. Or like, that's a lot of food on your plate. Like, or do you really think you need that dairy? And I catch myself still doing these things. I'm not. I catch you. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin catches me doing these and I only do it to him, but, but it's different when you're married because like, there's not a lot of boundaries. <laughs> um, so yeah, like just being very mindful of your speech. And and I should, of all, of all people, I should know to be respectful of this because I remember when I was like first starting out with healthier lifestyle changes, people would say like, oh, come on, like you can eat the burger or like you're skinny already. Like you don't even need to diet. And it was just like, that's not why I'm doing this. And like, you don't 
Like, honestly, people have no right to tell you what the fuck to put on your plate. Like, it's none of their business. And I've always said this, but, like, a lack of boundaries equals lack of respect. And it's not that I disrespect Kevin. I just have, like, a lot of food knowledge. And I'm just trying to be, like, that annoying mom. Like, well, like, I have all these facts in my brain. I just want you to be healthy. And it's coming from that standpoint. Like, I think most people, when they do that, they just have your best interest. I hope, at least. So, like kind of reverse that onto your partner like if you're again going back to that thing of like don't make it fear-based like oh my god you're really gonna eat that like there's so many studies that show like meat and dairy like have this like just kind of be welcoming and like because if you're really like fear-based and um constantly judging you're not going to be welcome to that change you're going to be more resistant to it you agree yes Yes, 100 percent agree (laughs) do you have anything to add to that um no you pretty much hit the nail on the head that was what i was thinking okay so then we'll go to number three which is super important which is something that we i again these are all general health tips that i give to clients and this is also something like to be mindful of when cooking with your partner and making these changes and it's to number three is get creative when i first set out to lose 85 pounds um I had at that point, well, actually, no, Pinterest was not around then, but when I had gained a little bit of it back, um, when I was in my early college years, um, I was obsessed with Pinterest and this was back in the days when like you had to send a request to Pinterest and like you were on a wait list and then they approved if you could show. That's like what I remember. Oh, gee. (laughs) (laughs) It was super exclusive. Um, but this was like, what, uh, eight years ago? Yeah. And, um, I remember like, like writing down all the recipes that I would find I would literally search like easy I use the word clean (laughs) I don't like that word because clean and dirty like food like food shouldn't have those labels but I would put like easy clean um pasta recipe and then like I'd find stuff that was super simple so it wasn't like I was buying like a whole bunch of ingredients because I was in college I also worked full-time like I just wanted to like eat yummy foods but also not like gain weight (laughs) and I would print out or copy down with paper and pen and just paste them all over my wall tape them up and I did the same thing with like working out and I would just get a lot of my inspiration from there and then eventually like I learned to just get really creative in the kitchen and me and Kevin do that now like we'll say like okay like we'll plan out our meals using plan to eat it's an app and you can literally take the Pinterest link of like a recipe and put it in this plan to eat and it populates all the ingredients that you need for it and then it creates a grocery list so Kevin will go and like choose things like vegan pasta or dairy-free um xyz recipes and um do you think that kind of helped you um transition to plant-based lifestyle was like getting creative like that transition to plant-based was kind of more I mean you said this before the less you eat some of something like the kind of the less appealing it becomes like meat or like Snickers or something like that. Even though <laughs> Snickers are always going to be appealing. Like they get less appealing the less you eat them. Um, for me, it was just kind of like rather than buying two different diets just to kind of shift over to her diet. Would, um, over time, I just ate more and more vegan meals. I found myself eating less and less meat. And there was like a maybe a month period where like I tried like on and off for other one other week to not eat meat. And consciously trying to not eat meat made it harder than just shifting over to her diet simply like eating like meal prepping on sundays for like a vegan week or something like that or a vegetarian week doing that unconsciously was easier to shift than consciously um what do you mean 
That was confusing. <laughs> okay, so consciously saying like, okay, I'm not going to eat meat, meat this week, and that, like, you telling yourself you're not going to do that, that's like the consciously trying to shifting over to the vegan or vegetarian Oh, diet. so like making it more of like a diet, that idea of yeah. restriction. Telling yourself, I can't have meat this week made it harder, mm-hmm. rather than just being, <laughs> rather than just unconsciously, like, telling myself it's easier just to eat what she's eating, and... Not have to milk, not have to cook for two different people. Yeah, shifting that way is how it became easy for me. Yeah. So this idea, like, there he goes, proving my point, and like, we want what we can't have <laughs> in life too. Like, with, I, when I think of that, I think of like relationships. Um, but like, also with like food, when you say like, I can't have cookies, what do you think about? You like literally just obsess over cookies, mm-hmm. and then when you go get to the meat or the cookies or whatever it is, you just go crazy. And exactly. there's there are so many studies and that say that restriction leads to binging and it increases it 12 times. So 1200% you are likely to binge if um, you restrict it. So did you find that like when you ate meat on the weekends or whenever you did like... Oh yeah, so back to did what you I was like about the big food being less appealing. So with meat and everything... I find myself now like I do want to keep eating it and I know when you cut it out of your diet that your body stops being able to digest it properly. So I decide now I kind of like force myself to eat meat once or twice a week. It's gone to that point where I have to force myself to eat it. Why do you because, force yourself? Because I do want to keep enjoying it and I don't want to have like horrible gut wrenching pains when come the night I haven't eaten it for like a month. And so you just so your guts yeah. used to it. <laughs> okay. So my guts used oh, to it. Maybe we'll edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I still like chicken wings. Steaks are really good. You can't Can, can't hit on me for that. <laughs> um, I I another thing that I like got really um that came to mind for this point was like the idea and the obsession of protein. I feel mm. like, and this is maybe like a three A for tips. Um. But I feel like there's like, especially with men, it's like this idea of I have to keep meat in my diet because how else am I going to get my protein? And I feel like you were like that in the beginning, but now like I've exposed him to the fact that like you can get protein from other sources like vegetables and grains and lentils and beans and legumes and things like that. But uh, the thing that people like freak out over is that oh my God, I have to have complete protein. And if you think about it, I think there's like one or two plant-based sources that are complete and that they have mm-hmm. all the amino acids, the essential ones. And um, I was on a panel and they reminded me of this, but like you don't have to have every single meal to ha- be a complete mm-hmm. protein, like how meat and quinoa are. It's on a weekly basis, as long as you're being exposed to different types of protein, different grains, and you're getting all of those essential amino acids, like it's totally okay if something's not a complete. And you can also add things like amino acids to it to complete the protein. <laughs> Coconut aminos. Yeah, Bragg's has one. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, like, so you would agree, like, that I don't think you answered, but like, like getting creative helped. Yes, it did. It really did. Um, and it does not mean like, oh, when I say creative, like, okay, well, I'm just going to put fake cheese on my pizza instead. It's like going on Pinterest or finding like recipe books. We have one that's like a thug kitchen Kevin bought for me. And <laughs> it's actually a really hilarious cookbook. Like it'll say like 
toss the fucking beans on the pan or something like it literally cusses and they're really simple recipes and we for a while like over the summer now we've used it quite Mm -hmm. often they have good like burgers pastas soups and um it was like kind of like it made everything fun for us so that would be like our definitely number three tip do you have anything to add to that okay Okay. He's shaking his head No, now. I don't. I don't. So I'm, I'm used to having a normal conversation looking at her and talking. Um, <laughs> so number four would be ease into it. So not going cold turkey. Um, so I gave up meat five years ago and almost five. And then I gave up dairy almost two or three years ago something of that nature but I didn't do all of those at once because the idea freaked me out because you're like oh my god how am I gonna eat but we fortunately live in the very like vegan friendly neighborhood though we don't identify as vegans I say plant-based he just I call him a flexitarian (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and uh I did these things gradually as they felt right and necessary for my body. Maybe do you want to speak more to it? Because I did it more from what they call a nutritarian where you're plant-based and you do it for like whole foods. Talk more to... Um, so maybe talk more into the idea of like easing into it because I did it more for like mm-hmm. health and consciousness reasons. And I'm I'm actually curious to see like why you've done it and how you... in how you eased into it and how that made it simpler for you. How to ease into my, what I eat right now? Like being a little bit more open-minded and... Yeah, uh, being more open-minded was more of like, well, honestly, what she was making was really tasty. So that helped. <laughs> um, and I found that like, okay, well, maybe vegan food isn't just dry broccoli and <laughs> uncooked spinach. Um, but yeah, honestly, cooking with you, uh, meal prepping with you is what helped me um, ease into it and then us honestly recently um actually taking nia's lessons into an account for listening to your body um <laughs> i always known that there's like i know meat and cheese isn't exactly the healthiest for you but i um just recently started giving up dairy um because there was i there was like a week period where i had the same meal the only thing that changed throughout the days was like i had cheese one night and then i felt really bad the next day um, I had gut issues and then I was like, okay, well maybe something else. And so I didn't eat it again. Come another few days. I had cheese again on one night and woke up again and felt bad. So that's what, um, decided me or that's what helped me decide to drop dairy and everything. Yeah. So like you said, like it really comes down to like listening to your body and the episode before this is me talking about bloating and what the difference between an intolerance and an allergy is so be sure to listen to that because that's super important as you eat into it this kind of leads us already to our point number five which is um an elimination protocol so i feel like changes and like easing into it and like versus like creating a really drastic lifestyle maybe you already know that you are intolerant to dairy or like Mm -hmm. meat just doesn't feel good in your body for me like I know when I ate meat, it felt really heavy in my body, and I haven't had it. In, yeah, like, you can tell the difference between yeah. when you eat meat and when you ate like beans or something one night. You um, just feel it feels lighter in your body, mm-hmm. like easier on your digestion. Um, especially red meat. Red meat should be something eat, 
eaten very seldomly. Um, it, <laughs> you, you, when you eat red meat, you can feel it the next morning too. Yeah. He, I remember he said like, I had like a steak and cheese burrito or something. And like, he's like, I just did not feel good. So, but I still eat it because I like it. <laughs> I am very not aware. every day, not every day. <laughs> no, no, once or twice a week. You do not have steak and cheese burritos. Oh, I'm though. talking about meat. Oh, meat oh once like... or twice a week. I'm not talking now. Um, <laughs> but the number five point that goes with this is an elimination protocol, and this is something that, like, again, I do with my clients. And um, if you've ever heard or seen or done the whole 30 diet um it is that is exactly what an elimination you take out the most common allergens the idea though is that you after that 30 days of getting rid of it because this is literally what an elimination protocol is is you add them in one by one so every two to three days you just notice if there's any side effects like say okay gluten like nope i actually feel as good as i do because people generally feel pretty bomb after doing that whole 30 from what i've heard but then they like do it for 30 days and then add all the stuff in back at once and then just feel like crap and it's just this cycle and then it becomes this diet of yo-yo dieting cycle but um the elimination protocol is adding things one by one by in, and so you can figure out which thing is kind of upsetting you. And this is something I am pretty sure I talked about in the bloating episode that's before this. But this is more effective than any test that you'll ever take because sometimes, like I'll like I've never gotten tested. Well, I have gotten like one of those tests online and dairy was on there and I already knew I was intolerant because I had done so much like investigating on my own with my body. And, um, I've never been formally told like you have a gluten intolerance. In fact, like they say like, Oh, you're normal, but I know gluten does not feel good. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be on a test for you to say like, it just doesn't feel right. So an elimination thing is like you, maybe you and your partner could like, or your family, whoever you're doing like a healthy shift with is like, okay, two weeks, let's try going without dairy because I fucking guarantee you I've I've only ever met, I don't think I've ever met anyone that's like, I feel great when I eat cheese. I feel great when I chug milk. Like, (laughs) it's just to me, I'm like, I think of like a gurgling stomach and 75% of people are lactose intolerant. I think of the gallon milk challenge. (laughs) I remember that. I had a friend who did that in college and he literally threw up in the sink right after, like projectile vomited. People throw up blood with it too. That's so gross. Um... But yeah, an elimination, like maybe challenging your partner. And then that way, like, don't you think it's a little bit more like effective of a change? Cause you're like, well, I don't want to feel bad. Like, and I mean, maybe that's just, if you feel like, oh, me getting a stomach ache. And this is also something I talk about in the last episode is nothing. Like I'll just, um, continue on. Like it's a small price to pay for how much I love cheese or how much I love my steak or whatever it is. Um, when, I've had clients like literally text me and they're like, all right, I didn't think I was lactose intolerant because that enzyme kind of like the power of it in your body like lessens with less of the exposure to lactose, for example. And I've had clients text me and they're like, holy shit, like I literally ran to the bathroom in Mm -hmm. the airport because like my body was like, what the fuck? And all I had was like cheddar cheese in my wrap. So like Kevin, I guess that was a really long-winded question, but like don't you feel that making a change from that standpoint of like, well, I don't want to shit my pants <laughs> and like, I don't want to have that horrible stomach ache after I eat this. Like, do you think that like created like a little bit more of consciousness in your decisions? Yes. 
Um, so knowing the consequences of what I would eat definitely helped me decide to cut dairy out of my, my diet. Um, the same thing like meat too, like, well, it's not cut out. Yeah, it's not cut out. So I, I, so I'm at the point where I have to force myself to eat meat so that it doesn't get cut out. And so I can still enjoy my chicken wings or ribs or whatever. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry to all the... Uh, a vegan with <laughs> animal rights i apologize i've never claimed to be a vegan so jeez. Oh, <laughs> um so knowing yes knowing the consequences of what i was eating helped me cut it out more before i thought it was like oh my god there's no way i could cut cheese out of my diet i've i've had all the fake cheese and it's really just not as not as good but there's no way i could do it or give up ice cream but now there's so many options um of, yeah. uh vegan cheese vegan ice cream even um, that it was, it's actually really not hard at all to cut dairy out of my diet. I think coconut milk tastes better than regular milk. What? I did not know he thought that. He used, I used to have to buy a gallon of milk every week for him. Yeah. Used to. No, but I think. <laughs> used to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just more of like, I grew up drinking milk. So why not just, I got to keep drinking that kind of milk. But the coconut milk tastes way better than regular milk. And there's still some really good vegan cheeses. Like I think, what is it? What's the vegan cheese we have right now? We have this store in San Diego, so any locals out there, it's called Lazy Acres. It's like almost like and Barons too. Yeah, but the Lazy Acres, like it literally has an entire like you know when you go into like the aisle with like the milk, cheese, sour cream, like an entire aisle of that, and like just reserved for vegan products. It's like so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a Whole Foods meets like. Trader Joe's meets Sprouts type yeah. thing, like has the salad bar and stuff, but it's like the most amazing store. So we have some brand, like, and that's really important that we should say here, like with a plant-based lifestyle, we're more so talking to plant-based whole food lifestyle or just healthier choices. We aren't like taking, like I said, fake cheeses and we're just swapping it. Like sometimes, yeah, like when we make like burgers, vegan burgers and stuff like that. Um, some of the brands that we do use, um, one is called Violife, um, oh, yeah, and it's made with good. like coconut oils and yeah. stuff like that, um, versus like stuff that's just crap. Mm-hmm. And some of them I've had, I don't want to shame any brands on here, but like there's some where I'm like, this tastes like melted plastic. Or they just wouldn't melt. <laughs> yeah. Some of them don't melt. Um, and then when you do get them, it's just like, this tastes like plastic. Um, so we aren't just like going around like, you got to find out which cheeses work for you. Or yeah. Whatever. Like it's, it's like hit and miss and try. Miyoko's is another Miyoko's is really good. One. I think Daya is good. Daya is not my favorite. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the brands, but yeah, you got to, you got to trial and error what cheeses you like and you'll find one. But yeah, there's just so many good options. Like for Ben and Jerry's, they have a dairy free. Yeah, they I, do. I just found that out. Apparently they've had it forever. It's, yeah. For years. Um, Halo top. There's a... Oh, Salt and Straw. If there's a Salt and Straw near you, they have the best mint chocolate ice cream, and a vegan mint chocolate ice cream in the world. It, you can't even tell it's vegan. Yeah, it's a. I think it started in LA or Portland, but there's a location in LA and Portland, and they brought it to San Diego a couple years ago. And if you ever visit here or LA or Portland, thousand percent recommend it. Like I have friends who are not vegan. Erica, she got it and um, she enjoyed it, and she had the option of regular ice cream over the dairy-free and it was just phenomenal like they the game is being upped like I remember my mom telling me like when she was like gave up dairy like 20 years ago and she was just like there was one cheese and like it was like 
considered like lactose. It was like 99% lactose free and it was like plastic. So there's tons of stuff. And if you live on the West Coast, like, or in California, San Diego, there's just so many options. Mm-hmm. And they, those are like fun foods for us. They're not staples. Cause when you go crazy with those products, like you really <laughs> drive up your grocery bill. Like we can't go into Whole Foods. Like yeah. <laughs> we have to order it online through Prime. <laughs> Uh, last time we did we spent like two hundred dollars on like (laughs) four days of groceries um yeah i think that's all i was had to say like on this topic so hopefully enjoyed those five tips um like i said the first one was number one is don't force this lifestyle on someone else if you want to make the change girl carve up that willpower and be a good example for your partner or your family. Number two is be mindful of food boundaries and creating a judgment-free zone for your family or partner. Number three, get creative. Um, go use Pinterest. Find really easy cookbooks like the Thug Kitchen one I mentioned. Um, number four is really easing into it and making it something that's sustainable instead of like a crash course in veganism. And then number five is maybe consider an elimination protocol so you could see like, okay, I'm making these choices of eliminating dairy or meat or gluten, whatever that is that you think or suspect is bad or you, because not everyone needs to give up gluten um, to like for a, a space of more intention. So I'm giving up this food because it doesn't make me feel good and I want to feel good and or whatever reason. Um, anything, any final words that you want to um, add? How could, maybe for women out there, and uh, how could they speak to their partners, male or female, who just might not be on board with this whole thing? Like, what is something that you would say to like a friend that would make fun of you? Because I know some of his coworkers used to make fun, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so for me, I would get made, I get made fun of all the time for having a vegan meal. So the thing with me is I just have thick skin. It didn't bother me. Like what I was eating was I was eating. Um, but I would just say if like, if it does bother you, just talk to them, like have a serious, not maybe not a serious conversation, but like a little statement saying, Hey, I'm doing this diet to better myself. And I, in you saying these comments aren't really aren't helping me. I'd appreciate if you just didn't make those comments. Um, and then also, but how could they like make it more approachable for someone like i'm thinking of like your yeah your ex-military friends sorry i interrupt him a lot (laughs) so i was just about to say (laughs) the main staples that really helped me um switch to like not eating meat every day was protein pasta um what's that ezekiel brand is that the good one that we that doesn't stick together oh um food for life has a really good it's not gluten-free guys but bonza uh, yeah, a lot of them. You just got to be careful of, with how you cook them because the noodles tend to stick together sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so just be mindful of that. But yeah, the, the main staples that helped me switch over were um, actually being educated about how many grams specifically of like protein are in like potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice, like per serving. Like that really helped me switch over. Um, on then, a real one quick on thing on that your protein needs that we're told it is not a gram per pound yeah, it is about a one... gram per kilogram <laughs> or 1.8 to 1, 1.2 to 1.8 yeah for, per kilogram so yeah. one pound is huge difference 2.2 pounds is one kilogram so it's like yeah. way less or it's about 15 to 20 percent of your diet half of your diet is about carbs so your protein needs are way less than you think and protein deficiency is really not a thing in the united states so Mm -hmm. you are not going to get any of those like conditions like so don't freak out about that but i think i was saying like my question 
was like, what could you say to your partner that's like, oh, um, like that shit's... making fun of it? Yeah. Like, I, I just said that. No, but like... No, more I'm, making, so, I'm making this change it better myself. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess like more of like... Um, if your partner's making fun how of How to, to make it more approachable for them and fun. Like yes, this, I'm, t- I'm telling okay. you what helped me. Okay, David, <laughs> cut this out. <laughs> Please don't cut this out. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, to reiterate, what really helped me uh, switch to like not eating meat every day was the, the um, protein pasta, knowing how much... Like how many grams of protein were in each serving of like quinoa, couscous, potatoes, rice, stuff like that, um, beans. And then also just like the little vegan treats that you made, like those um, chocolate balls with almond in them. Oh, yeah. They're really good. <laughs> Make vegan treats. And then like that helps that helped the easier switch over. Um, honestly, just being educated about like how much protein. Protein was big for me. Okay. I never considered that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's something I said. Well, like men do freak out about that, but it's nothing um yeah okay so i think that's pretty much it um how to create a easier transition for a plant-based or healthier lifestyle with your partner or family or whoever's in your household maybe you and your roommate do it together i don't know um but trying to get it more on board because when you have a support system that like is trying to do the same thing with you you're held a little bit more accountable so it's almost like that effect of like having the coach like oh i don't want to let that person down um but not making it a diet so sustainable changes um so yeah thanks so much for tuning in today um and listening to this episode of nutrition for the soul so if you like my show and want to know more check out my facebook group um nutrition for the soul is what we're listed under i'll list that also in the show notes or follow me on instagram um, and uh, like and uh, review my show if you um, really resonated with this episode. But until next time, sending love and light to you all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.